So we're back with part two of adaptation. Travel adaptations under the very large umbrella of us all making big, big changes during COVID-19. Welcome to From Someplace New, the long-term travel podcast where Karen Bernhardt and John Sumple discuss their hows and whys, lows and highs, and lessons learned while living abroad. So welcome back to episode seven of From Someplace New, which is part two of our discussion about adaptation. We did part one last week. We didn't realize as we were going through it how long it was going to be because there's a lot of great information that we wanted to share. Yeah, really good. Uh, I mean, I think it's really good stuff to get into, but it was getting super detailed. So we realized, okay, we're going to break this down. Yeah, we didn't want to put anybody to sleep, you know, you know, unless you wanted to have all the time in the world right now. But still, keep it interesting. Keep it crisp. Keep it going. Right. We, We we're not big fans of the two-hour podcast, and there, there are people who love those things, really? and I think that's great. Oh, They'll sure. sit there and listen yeah. to something for two hours? Absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Yeah. I don't think I have the attention for yeah. that. We're trying to keep our regular podcasts for around 45 minutes that's or less. That's sweet spot, but it's really difficult for John because he he's a chatterbox. Oh, chatter, if... chatter, chatterbox, and I'm over here refereeing, like, tighten it up. Tighten okay, it up. I, I think, wrap though, it up. I really Come on, people who know you know that you are Talker John. I am. But right. I think if you go back and you listen to the section about, you know, the home, <laughs> you were really. Oh, that was that was when I got really ramped Catholic. up. I had lots to yeah, say. I had, had lots lot to get to off my chest on that topic. And I think there was a lot more that could have been said that you didn't go into. No, I could. I mean, there are times I could break away and probably just, you know. About packing. Go on. About yes. capsule wardrobes. Packing and, and how you, you know, curate, a, you know, a capsule, right, a capsule wardrobe, how you handle your jewelry and makeup. That's going to be a future you know, some, episode. Some of that stuff. We're going to talk in one of our future episodes about Karen's poncho habit. No, but I broke the poncho habit. You did. I mean, I basically it's, it's done. But it's something I to mean, talk I'm not about. even traveling, and I feel bad about it is, that. But I'm not it traveling is something with any to ponchos talk about, now We're because being it wasn't. Real. We're keeping it no, real. No, absolutely. I'll go there. But I, it's just uh, interesting because as we speak, I have no ponchos. And the reason why we need to go there is because there's going to be a lot of people, just like you, who are going to have a difficult time saying, "How do I whittle things down?" So we'll oh, get to that. Yeah, yeah, that's we'll a to massive that. topic. There's the minimum, you know, we'll talk about minimalism and how important that is if you're going to be moving forward. Yes. So that's you a future basically episode. basically need to be a but, minimalist yeah, to do But this. let's get back to what we're talking about today. Oh, I'm yeah, John Sumpel. And I'm Karen Bernhardt. This is our ongoing podcast that documents our travels as. Uh, it had been long term travel. Right now it's, it's. We'll call it, what are we going to call it? On hold travel. <laughs> On hold travel, travel podcast. Yeah, on hold travel from Badaloche. And and let's be Argentina. fair, we're doing this um, to kind of keep us sane yeah. right now because we got a lot of time on our hands. Yeah. And yeah, we just we keep do. looking at each other from across the room all day long, every day. <laughs> so what are we what are we doing? So let's pick up where we left off from last week. Yeah. Do you want to get into um, John? This is probably going to be more of your area of uh, expertise and. Um, engagement but tech tech especially wi-fi yeah wi-fi is we've had to deal with regarding we've had to that. adapt to that so our you know our number one with a bullet priority is reliable wi-fi so we do work from uh, cafes 
quite a bit. And then there's examples of right now for the last 10 days, we've been isolated within our apartment and having to work there. So we need reliable Wi-Fi. So Have always we, first wanted to be right in the apartment. So that's the first layer. Right. Even though we don't tend to work from home that much, again, before Corona. Right. So whenever we're going through Airbnb and looking at our next destination, that's one of the questions I, I will always ask is, you know, I'd let them know that we are remote workers, that we need reliable Wi-Fi. Is your, can you share with us your speeds? show a reading, you know, send us an image of the reading. And majority of the time the people will, but we actually had for the very first time someone said I don't think that our Wi-Fi will meet your needs. Can accommodate best that. Don't. Yeah. I mean, and I appreciate that being okay. forthright. That's that's helpful. Move on. Yeah, no, that, that that I do appreciate that and that's something that you need to know, but we've had on uh, two different occasions where we said we need the reliable Wi-Fi, would be more than willing to pay for it if that's something that you can increase. And having the mindset of like in the U.S. that you can bump up from, you know, like a 10 megabit per second speed up to, you know, 50 or 75 or 100. Here, super fast Wi-Fi is anything over 10. That would be considered like blazingly fast. The norm has been throughout most of South America has been five megabytes per second. So it, it's different. It's not something that we have been used to. And whenever we find a, a cafe, and that's part of the game too, finding cafes with reliable Wi-Fi, if we go to a place and we see that it has higher speeds, it's a celebration. Oh, yeah, it is. It's high five. And it's like, OK, ding, ding, ding. We found our place. And right. we'll just keep going back to that same place because mm -hmm. once it's it's I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but uh, Wi-Fi first, but also the layout of the place, the accessibility to outlets. Mm -hmm. So because, you know, we a lot of times can't get by with just, you know, single charge on our computers, we'll have to uh, recharge. And yeah, getting all those elements right. So we've had to we've I, we've had to flex, adapt a lot around mm -hmm. that because we go to a place and it, the Wi-Fi is wonky, or it's just it's you know crazy crowded. I mean, we can work with quite a bit of uh, activity around us, but some places are just too much. And sometimes we've had to get up and leave. Yeah, I mean, in the middle of the day, and then because of that, you know, you might have thought you were going to finish up at this time, and now you're working it which is happening a lot anyway when you're working remotely and you're doing freelance work, your schedule is, is pretty fluid, mm -hmm. but it might even be more fluid in a day because of tech issues. Our go-to has been when cities have Starbucks because we know that that's usually reliable. But when we were in Mendoza, sometimes it was fine and other times, one time we went in there and it wasn't working. So I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, so pack it back else. up and... Uh, and you're going to get another cup of coffee in 10 minutes right. at the next place over caffeinated. So there's a tip. Maybe not uh, have caffeine every time because if you're bouncing around, you might over overdo your consumption. Well, interesting thing about Bariloche is that there is not a Starbucks. No. I think we found the one city in the in the world that does not have a Starbucks. And this Which is, is very, a tourist town, too. I know. No that Starbucks. surprised me quite a bit. I just assumed they would. There is a McDonald's, though. Yeah which we're not patrons no. of, but yeah, there no. is. But McDonald's do have reliable Wi-Fi. That's one of the things that we know that people who, yeah, well, that who has have been traveled recommended said to that us we and know. We've never done that. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. We haven't had to yet, but we know people who have traveled and said, we always know the port in the storm is a McDonald's if we absolutely positively need to get a reliable Wi-Fi connection. 
So yeah, the Wi-Fi is the is the biggest thing, and we've had to pay for the boost uh, to Wi-Fi in Merida once, and we did it also in Cusco. We did it in requested it in Quito, and we were told that it was going to be upgraded, and we stayed there for a month, and it never they never came by to do the upgrade, and the owner was so so disappointed, yeah. and, and he was very. Uh, understanding of our situation and tried he was on the phone numerous times and communicating back and forth with us and you know yeah what are you gonna do is there anything else tech oriented that we could talk about i mean that that well phones okay so yeah where have we had to be oh well yeah okay with our our data yeah, using data not thing. using one that's a whole another yeah, podcast to get deeper dive into some of the tech that. stuff but you know unless you have a, a international plan which we're fortunate we do with t-mobile which is one of the reasons why we decide to do that your speeds aren't super fast but you do have coverage uh, but if you want faster speeds and reliable speeds it's best to get a, a sim card from which we really local. don't do a I've lot done of a couple uh, times uh, yeah we did initially yeah a lot of travelers do though a lot of travelers do and because they don't want to use you know because like for example at&t has a ten dollars per day out of country rate that's expensive if you're gone for a month that's three hundred dollars just for the the service of using data out of country why don't we pursue that more the chip and or the sim card because we haven't needed it. Yeah. We usually have reliable Wi-Fi, whether it's at a cafe, at the place that we're living at. So as long as we I have feel, Wi-Fi. Yeah, no, as long as we're at a place using Wi-Fi, and I'm, I use it too for conference calls and things. But um, it's not been great when we're out and about. Mine has on my phone. Yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> this is a running thing. John and his phone and his service. Well, we have the same service, but so it's it's phone related. Right, yeah. You have yeah, so not to bash, but, you know, not great with my iPhone. And, yeah, Perfectly that's the running joke. And Kyle and, he- Kyle and Heather Android will know phone. this. Kyle and Heather will know this, too. When John's like, well, everything's fine for me. It's working my for me. My computer's great. When we're about ready to toss all our <laughs> devices into the lake, he's like, I'm good. Everything's well, working fine for me. Happy for you. Anyway, so what's our tip with that? Just be aware that, well, I mean, do your research ahead of time. Yeah, to know what your options are. Can you get by with your own uh, service from the, from the country that you're in? Can you do an extension for international travel? How much is that going to cost? Is it going to be cheaper to do a local SIM card? And what is that process? A lot of airports, when you arrive, you can get a SIM card right there at the airport. and They'll but set your expensive? phone up for you and boom, you're on your way. It might be a little bit more expensive. But we're not talking about yeah. a lot of money. We're talking mm-hmm. about you can get a SIM card and two weeks worth of calls and services probably for like 10 bucks it's not super expensive but every country it's a little bit different and the process you would have to go through for recharging the card is a little bit different so those are things that you would need to research a little bit more one more thing and i think this falls under the uh, realm of tip but uh and it should be fairly obvious but store all your data in the cloud especially if you're working Mm -hmm. Uh, the worst thing that could happen for us if one of our computers goes yeah and we don't have access fried or we lose it or stolen or in any yeah, other anything. horrors um yeah everything backup cloud, cloud storage all of those things are really really important yeah one thing that we didn't talk about that i did want to talk about probably the biggest adaptation thing that we've had to do of all this of whole, all the, the things whole, that we had to whoa, do and we're missing it up until now up until now was when we were in lima at the first apartment in lima oh wow yeah, so real that, fast that story with one. that we wake up one morning there's no electricity we reach out to the uh, the owner no response 
Reach out again later in the afternoon. No response. The next morning, we're still without power. Karen and I went off to work. Uh, Kyle and Heather were staying with us. Uh, my son and his girlfriend were staying with us at that time. So they stayed back you know, in the apartment, and they were without power. So we went off to work. We came back that afternoon. It was still off. Started reaching out to uh, Airbnb, said there were some issues with the no responsiveness. And they said, well, you know, we'll try on our end. They couldn't get a response. The next morning still didn't get a response. So we decided we needed to get a different place. And they at Airbnb said, sure, that's fine. You know, we can't reach them. You can't reach them. It's perfectly within your rights after 24 hours to go and find a new place. We did find a new place, fortunately, that was in a great part of town. Not that this one wasn't. It was in a nice place, too. But as we were leaving the apartment, so the bizarre. manager said, you know, at the front desk, the security person was like, well, wait a second. Let me give the owner a call. And the, the person we're all answered standing on the there. first I mean, call. everything's packed, packed up. We've cleaned out, out the, the apartment. I mean, we're, we're ready. We're waiting for an Uber, basically, to, to leave. Right. And they, they, they get the owner on the on the line. And there was a little bit of a rigmarole. Well, suddenly she's available. So, suddenly well, was her, they I think were able was her to reach husband. her. Right. was her husband and they didn't speak English that well and uh, we didn't speak Spanish that well so there was a little bit of a communication thing with that but long story short they didn't pay their bill and their electricity got cut off and they didn't respond to our messages so we were left with no choice but to find another place right but she, yeah it was so complicated though because she it's was baffled a much and, like, longer story yeah <laughs> accusing us of like you know just like, leaving early and yeah. that you know and, and they had no they had no ground to stand on airbnb it was 100 yeah, supporting to. us they gave us a, a you know a discount and yeah it was it was but that would it was definitely an example of one of the most uh, yeah, one of the biggest things we had to adapt to in a real we weren't expecting really we had quickly, to pack like, up yeah. and move. And there were four of us, not just the two of us, four, yeah, of, four us, of us, you know, getting all of our stuff gathered, lining up a place and getting into a new place ASAP. And actually wound up working out okay because it, it was really a nice did. neighborhood. Everything was very walkable there. It was really cool. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely worked out for the best. But uh, yeah, that was an interesting 24, 48 hours for sure. Do we want to just move on to let's uh, I mean, we can push through this this next area a little sure. bit quicker, but yeah. I thought maybe it would be good to talk about finances, not finances, but just like money, actually handling money mm -hmm. and how much that varies from country to country and some of the things we've encountered with that. Yeah, I think a big thing that people do when they're uh, going on vacation is that they go and exchange U.S. dollars or euros for Not the local currency. Really. It isn't really necessary. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things that we found. And if you're looking to save every penny when you're doing something like that, maybe it does. And if you're going for a week or two, maybe it does. But we always use a credit card. We have a points card, so we always want to use our credit card as much as we possibly. And that's can. fairly new for us. We didn't. We haven't always haven't had, had that. It all that. It's but an amazing thing. Yeah, so for us now. Our our, our objective is to get as many Rack points on the card up. as we, we possibly have. can. And we have, and, and we've redeemed points for travel already. I completely already. recommend that as a, yeah, kind of a sub point with this is explore a rewards card. So part of it is if you come with cash, so say you bring a wad of your local currency with you, then you have to go and get it exchanged for local currency. So you then have to go to an exchange center or to the people that are walking around on the streets basically wanting to buy Everywhere an exchange currency. Go, Every country we've that. been to, there's always somebody that's buying and selling currency always and, and is that completely legit when they're just standing out on the street like that what I, is that service it's fine they're just provi they're providing a service and it's really more a matter of what's the exchange rate 
And one of the things we found out too here in Argentina, the, the, the exchange rate has been about anywhere from 60 to 63, 64 pesos per dollar. But if you go through some of the people who are doing it on the corner, you can get up to 70. And we actually had somebody tell us, don't do, take anything less than 70. He said you might be able to get up as high as 80. So that was something that we were kind of like, we're not really playing that game, but I can see how people who are trying to stretch every penny would do that. Yeah, you could you could look into that. The other thing, too, why we want to use credit cards is because if you're doing an ATM withdrawal, you're paying a service charge. So with we use Capital One. Capital One doesn't have a charge for international uh, withdrawals, so there's no Capital One charge. But the local bank may have a charge, and we've seen it as high. The first time we had it was in uh, Peru when we were in Trujillo. It was $7 per Which transaction. Is- U.S. dollars. Insane. Yeah. So you, and, and, and what was the maximum we could take out? Because that's been a factor, too. Like well, a high some of them P are. plus. Yeah. You would go minimal. out to take the equivalent of, you know, $100 U.S. and it would say that that amount is too high. So you're paying $7 to take out Because I think 100. in the States, isn't it typically, what's the, the maximum? Two, three, four like, dollars. Yeah, two, three. Some places yeah. are ridiculous. If you're isolated, it might be as high as like $8. It's kind of like what you I'm have saying choice. The maximum amount you can take out, the withdrawal, oh. maximum withdrawal. Isn't it a oh, standard like amount in the States? Two to 400 depends. But here, yeah. the equivalent of $200 in pesos is right. a lot With, in right. Argentina or Mexico or Peru, uh, all, of, all of the countries that we've been to. So here in Argentina, that's a huge challenge because it's $10 per transaction. That has been the highest we've seen. And the max that you can take out with most of these is 5,000 pesos, which is the equivalent of about $90. So you're spending $10 U.S. dollars to take out 90. All the more reason to use a credit card or do an exchange, you know, if that's something that you want to have that cash in your pocket on the way out the door. However, saying having said that, we've been in places like in, throughout Mexico, very cash centric. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, a lot of the bigger restaurants and that it's fine. You can use your debit card, but certainly when you're out and about at this, you know, the markets and um, Ecuador is the food, same way too. Food, different food situation, food trucks and things. I mean, it's cash. Cash is cash king. only. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have the cash. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing too is that certain places allow you to put the tip on the credit card. Others oh, don't. Right. And that. Yeah. I feel like that's even varied within the within cities. It's not been a standard thing. I, I mean, it varies within restaurants within mm-hmm. a city, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we have to we, we have to ask. Every we've also time. seen it. Almost every place that we've been to has the terminals, which is not as popular in the U.S. Uh, as having the terminals so that you pay right there at the yeah, table they just instead bring of taking the, the car away. They bring the terminal to the table. Some places ask you which card it is because they have two different terminals, so they'll bring a different Oh, card and we've had places where they, well, I guess I, I could be specific since we've been in Argentina where they don't take a, what has it been? MasterCard. They prefer credit versus a debit card, and they prefer Visa versus Visa over MasterCard. MasterCard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's all fee-oriented for them, for the business. and why Or they just they... only have a terminal that can process Visa. So, yeah, that's something. You just things that you have to be aware of that don't just assume because you're going into some place that your credit card is going to be fine, your debit card is going to be fine. We always have a backup. Yeah. yeah always not. have cash available for that. Basically, always having a, a, a certain B. amount of cash and then a debit and a credit card, both. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah, so you have those options. I wanted to mention too that um, this was just an idiosyncrasy, but interesting. The um, the Chris Bill situation in mm-hmm. Ecuador that they only they will they will literally refuse a bill that looks like it's not worn not just a not just an a old little bit tattered tat- bill. Yeah, not because you've it has seen a little bit of really a nick, tattered. and it could be like a crisp bill, but it has a little bit of a tear a, in a it. A nick they'll, in they'll the corner. It. Yeah, they'll look at it and they'll you know. It, it, just ask, do you have something else? Right. They'll say, oh, they'll just kind of like shake their head and say they can't take it. And what's interesting about that is that then you go and turn around and give them the crispest ten dollar bill that you have in your pocket, and they'll and they'll hand back to you tattered five. Oh, then they try to give you it's like, yeah, the ratty okay. one. And you're like, well, so they hey, would that's prefer. Not fair. Yeah. And another thing too that we saw this in Ecuador more. Ecuador is U.S. currency, so it's the U.S. dollar. Right. They, in a lot of places too, we've seen this everywhere we've gone. And to the frustration, I think, of a lot of tourists coming in is that they prefer as close to exact change as possible. Oh, So you go to an ATM and you, thing. like for example, yes. when I took out money yesterday, I got three, three 1,000 peso bills when most things don't cost anywhere right. near that. So if I were to give a $1,000 pay or 1,000 peso bill, it. they'll say, do you have anything less? I can't change that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they, they absolutely cannot. Or other times if you hesitate and kind of like, I'm not going to buy this thing because this is all otherwise they will reluctantly take it, but it might be wiping out most of their, their change options. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Trying to have the amount as close to the the currency as close to the amount as possible. Yeah, that's that. That is, we. I've seen it here too. I mean, since we've been in Argentina, they'll ask, and I've had this happen on more than one occasion too, where I'm trying to break one of those larger bills. So I take out my wallet and I have a, a money clip on my wallet. I'll take my the money out and I'll hand them like a thousand peso bill, and they'll see that I have the 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 right amount. The oh, lower amount, and they'll be like, point at it. Let, can I just have that? And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> they're sizing sure, up your, okay. yeah, I'm your, looking your to break cash, change at a place, and, and they'll ask for the, the money, see that I, that I have the money there. And another thing that they're not, you know, big on too is I was, I did this constantly in the States is if something was, you know, uh, like, um, oh, round uh, up, yeah, round up. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you, for example, the cost is $12. So instead of giving you like, you know, twelve dollars because I don't have it, I'll give you a twenty, 20 plus two. Twenty two. So you can they'll get look at back. you like, what the heck are you what doing? What are you doing? Yeah, like <laughs> and, and like you're you're. It's like you gave me too much money. You don't know and what like, you're doing. I'm like, uh, just give me ten back. And a couple of times I've had to explain it, and I still get the funny look. It's like you gave me too much money. Yeah, I wonder what that is. It's just not a common cultural custom. So just have to be, you know, used to and adapt to. Yeah, so that's kind of the theme of the whole thing, right? Adapt, adapt, adapt. And hopefully, with what we've talked about, anticipate. I feel like some of the adaptation is a lot easier when you've uh, been, quote, warned. Yeah. It's a lot easier when you've been warned or you're aware of what, what you might encounter. Mm-hmm. And then there's the surprises. And we can't, you know, we can't know... Obviously, we can't share in this podcast what every surprise would be, but that's where it's about your attitude and, you know, not getting overly flustered. There's almost always a solution. Um, I would say a lot of times it's it's easier because we're going through this together and we lean on each other for, you know, different things and different reasons as we're making these adaptations. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. 
you just have to be aware and flexible. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the the lesson of the day is that yeah, from, don't bring from, don't bring your you know your home country sensibilities and customs and preferences and expectations with you. Let because, it go. Let it go. Yeah. As Frozen tells you, let it go. You can do as much research as you possibly can going into a trip, but until you're on the ground and experiencing every little minor detail, you can't possibly be 100% prepared for the differences that you might encounter. Mm -hmm. And one more point, just be patient with yourself, you know, be easy on yourself because you're already doing an amazing thing by going on a travel journey the way you are. So be patient and know that the solutions are there and you'll be fine. Yeah. So that about wraps it up, right? Yeah, that wraps it up. So one last thing, please, if you're listening on uh, your favorite podcast platform, please subscribe, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment. Those help us uh, get the word out and uh, spread our message around the world, hopefully at some point. Wow, that would be great, wouldn't it? Wow, aspirational. (laughs) And as my boss is saying during these very unusual times, stay safe, stay sane.